0: Sacrifice or offering you wish not, but ears open to obedience you gave me. Holocaust or sin offerings you sought not. Then said I, behold, I come. In the written scroll, it is prescribed for me to do your will, O God, is my delight. You know These words from our response to our psalm, Psalm 40, contain a critique of temple worship, do they not? God didn't want holocaust. He didn't want animal sacrifices. So, what did he want? Obedience came to replace it, did it not? Ears open to obedience is what the psalm said. Not holocaust, not sin offerings. Ears open to obedience. Grounding one's life in God's word came to be understood as the true form of authentic worship. Authentic worship became that which took the shape of living out God's word. Animal sacrifices could never render to God what he might expect of us. Prayer, kind of opening oneself, one's entire life to God, now that's the form of true worship. But a problem immediately arose, who is obedient to God completely? God is truth and love and goodness itself, Whose obedience does not ebb and flow with love, with truth, with goodness? Morality itself, morality alone, our own efforts alone are insufficient to be set right with love, with goodness, with truth. So alongside this acknowledgement of what true worship is, grew up also a sense of of a desire for fitting sacrifice to set ourselves right with God. I mean, who of us have not been involved in a relationship with a loved one that's not right, and we look for a way to offer something to set that relationship right? And here we stood understanding what true worship consists of, grounding one's life in God's word, and yet we could not fulfill it. And so we stood looking for something that could be offered, that could be done, that would set us right with God. What's so intriguing is that in St. Paul's letter to the Hebrews, he captures a dialogue between the Son of God and God the Father, in which the Son of God quotes Psalm 40, the words that we heard, but he modifies them. He doesn't say, ears open to obedience. But he says, a body you have prepared for me. St. Paul is disclosing something like of this inner dynamic in God, looking out at the earth and saying, there is no body on earth who is obedient, who is living fully grounded in my word of truth and goodness and love. And it says, so the son is saying, behold, I will do it. Give me a body. And so the Son of God became flesh. He took on a human body, which then allowed for full human obedience to be a possibility. True worship then takes the shape of this loving obedience of Christ to the Father, which draws all of humanity along with Him so that we might be set right. Pope Benedict, whose thoughts have been following, said this. He said... Central to the Christian life, then, are both the sacrament of baptism by which we are taken up into Christ's obedience. Baptism isn't simply a sign saying, okay, you have faith, I'll acknowledge that. No, it's making us united with him so that we're in a proper relationship. We've been set right, taken up into Christ's obedience, and also central is the Eucharist in which the Lord's obedience on the cross embraces us all purifies us and draws us into the perfect worship offered by Jesus Christ. So you see, we're joined to him, we're made part of his body, which sets us right with Christ, which then also must mean that as part of his body, we too are grounded in God's word, our life taking the shape of that word, seeking to appropriate the gift that we have been given. You see the dynamic there we couldn't come to terms with love and goodness and truth itself and so God who could became flesh so that in a real sense we could now we've been brought into him and given the opportunity to do what to put our body at the service of the one who makes us whole who sets us right no easy task But in order for us to bear the name of Christian authentically, that must be our intent, must be a goal, must be something towards which we're striving. Otherwise, it's as though we're saying, I really don't appreciate that which you have done for me. The way you appreciate mom doing the dishes is not only by thanking her and going to watch TV, but is also by helping her wash the dishes, by joining in the activities that you appreciate. Now, to this end, what I'd like to do every year, beginning this year, is to renew our commitments as disciples of Jesus Christ. I've done this with all Catholic school families, religious ed families, and I warned them that eventually we would do this as a parish and do it annually. Well, today is that day that that warning came to fulfillment. At the end of these pews in this first section are... Papers, there should be some. And in the back pews, they're on the edges. So actually, in the first pews, they're at the center, and the back ones are at the edges. They're meant to be one per family. So this is principally to help us be intentional, to set goals, to move forward. It's like with going to the gym. If you don't go to the gym, it's not as though so you stand still, you fall backwards. Unless we're striving moving forward, we're not standing still. So it's principally to cultivate discernment of goals for this coming year. And I I would suggest this as a family, so all kids of age could join in. You'll see what I mean by this. But this also allows us to keep our rosters clean. There are people who drop in, and register, and then we don't see them again. Well, we have to pay church tax on every family who registers with us to the diocese. So for every family, we have to pay a certain amount because, well, everybody needs marriage prep or uh, formation for the youth or, um, I don't know, training a priest. Right? So it makes sense that we would do that. But if people are not actually here, well, we want to keep our rosters clean. Right, so this is one way that we do that, and it also helps us to verify that you're an active parishioner when you might receive a request from a parish, saying, you know, could this person be a godparent or a sponsor? Well, I can't know, at least at this point, everyone to that degree. So this helps us to um, helps me to be able to authentically sign that sheet and say, yeah, yeah, they are active. So on this, in well. Front side is a nice little letter from me you can read later on. Uh, uh, On the inside, on the left, are four different areas of parish life. Liturgical, spiritual, common, and material. These correspond to teachings of John Paul II. So you'll see those on quotes in other parts of this little pamphlet. On the back, namely, and the front. Okay, so liturgical life, that has to do principally with what we do here. So here are some... Options, some possibilities for you to ground your life in God's word and give a response. Okay, so different duties that we have, different needs that we have. Sacristan, that's setting up for mass on the weekends and taking down. It's behind the scenes. So if you don't want to be up front reading, well, here's an option that would be suitable to your inclinations. Extraordinary minister, help with distributing communion. You know, you heard in that announcement at the beginning of mass that we were starting adults. An adult choir. Uh, So that would be a terrific opportunity to lend your voice. It's a lot of fun. It will be a lot of fun. But you also see there that a children's choir is in the works. So once we get the adult choir off the ground, we'll begin a children's choir as well. And then, okay, so if some of these former roles are just not quite where you're at at this point, then there are other options listed there. And again, the list is not exhaustive, but there are other options. To help you engage intentionally, like prepare for mass, come a little bit early, I'm gonna make a commitment to read the readings beforehand. Or I haven't really been joining in in the songs. And if you're in this back section, I can say chances are you're probably not joining in on the songs. It's really interesting when I go from this section to this section, the decrease of singing that happens. I've actually had parishioners tell me that. I normally sit here, I go back here, and I don't hear anybody singing, so I don't sing either. All right, so, you know, take the risk, pick up a hymnal, and sing. All right, spiritual life. Each of us not only come here to receive God's grace in a substantial way, but also called to pray in our own home, in our own bedroom, in our own uh, private ways. So you could pray the rosary, As a family, my brother and his family, with a child as young as three, have begun to do this on a daily basis. Maybe that's too much, and you just say, okay, I could pray a decade a day. Okay, or we could as a family. Uh, We sent out a poll recently for adoration, so we'd like to begin that if we have enough people respond. Um, Maybe you're not praying before meals. Kids, you should pray before meals, even at school. Even when you're out at McDonald's, even when you're driving in the car, you know, eating on the run, always pray before meals. So maybe you can make that a goal. Or maybe you just find that you're spending too much time in front of the screen. I mean, that could be the majority of us, right? So you say, okay, I don't want my life to be wasted. I don't want to look back and say, wow. I thought of that the other day when I saw one of the video games that I played when I was growing up. I thought, I can't believe I wasted so much time on that game common life all right this is what we share together so you could think of like our uh, parish feast day celebration just helping to set up for that or i have parish committees listed here a building committee cap- capital campaign those will resume shortly respect life or pro-life committee that's going to get off the ground soon Um, Stewardship. We're also starting a stewardship committee. So I met with a couple couples who are interested in offering something for new parishioners. So we'll begin to do that on a quarterly basis. So that's going to be a fun group. You can help out that way. That stewardship group is also going to reach out to uh, people in the parish who have lost loved ones. So they'll just write a note to somebody who's lost a loved one in the past year. Or a congratulatory note to someone who's been um, married or maybe had a child baptized. Um, serve the poor, we could have put St. Mary's food kitchen alongside that, uh, but we also have some plans in mind for charitable outreach to those in need, so that would be another possibility. And then finally, material life, which is simply looking at okay, uh, how has God blessed me? Right? I am blessed by what happens here, but what happens here requires a lot. Light, heat, rental space, all, all those things. So I'd say, one, thank you for your contributions. I would say, two, if you're not contributing on a regular, consistent basis, make that a goal, okay? Whatever amount, just say, okay, I'm gonna give X amount per week. Uh, And do it electronically, that's the easiest way. If you're one of the ones who's employer has compensated you more because of inflation, you might give some consideration to adjusting your pledge accordingly. Because for us, inflation has impacted, you know, everything. Everything that we need to buy just for the office to run, but also for energy prices. So you might consider that. Uh, And then finally, young families, I've uh, talked with you the most of anyone because of all the different presentations I've required you to go to. And I know what's One of the things that's on your heart is the state of the world and the world that you'll be sending your young ones into and to what sort of education you can provide for your young children. As we review the possibilities of building a parish hall first or church or school, one of the key markers for us being able to do a school first is that we've got the financial basis in order to be able to make that possible. So if you say, I, I want this for my kids, well, there's a way in which you can provide a marker for us as we assess these possibilities going forward. Under those different areas is a place for you to write down the goals for you to take home. I've added one at the very top of this little section. That is, be intentional about praying for our parish mission. This is an extraordinary Gift and possibility and responsibility of beginning and building a new parish hardly anyone is called to do this yet We are so I would ask one pray Intentionally for that and then record the rest of your goals down now on this other side is where you can record everything down for us To keep I've been told that uh, maybe before COVID um, the parish would hold on to the pledge amount and then maybe send a reminder out ever so often, and that that was helpful, so that's what we want to uh, do uh, in that section there: 2023 tithe: Good faith commitment, you know. Um, in that area, you'll see a little box that says, "I would like to opt out of receiving the weekly 11 newspaper." Every family that registers at the parish were required to sign up for the 11 newspaper that costs us, it's gonna cost us like 25 or $26 as they increase it per subscription. Now, if you read it, what would be great is if you would submit the subscription costs for it. If you don't read it, well, check that box and then we can notify the Archdiocese so that we don't have to cover that cost. It's about a $15,000 line item each year. And we receive about $1,400 in in subscription fees so you can see it's a huge gap between what we receive in and what we need to pay all right so I do once again have in mind that this is a family engagement be intentional about grounding your life in God's Word and notice the opportunity that God has afforded you and me to set the groundwork for this parish the trajectory we're building upon what you've already done these past years Let's do so in an intentional way. I mean, that's going to make a difference for centuries to come. Please um, complete this. You could do it now, but probably you want to take it home. Um, Return it either to the parish office, put it in the collection basket. You can mail it in. If we don't receive it back from you, we are going to send you this in the mail. So by returning it back, it actually saves you the postage right? Because you're going to pay for the postage through the contributions, right? So please, if you would uh, respond. It's a joint effort um, because the work is beyond any individual. Thank you.